on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. Today we're going to be discussing uh, some fantastic wines from Sherry. Very excited about this show. It's it is. It is. Yes. This is a area of the wine world that a lot of people really don't know a lot about. So we're going to be discussing today the following. Williams and Humbert Pandofino, Bodegas, Barbadillo, Manzanillo, Soliar, and Rama, Hidalgo, Agatana, Napoleon, Amontillado, Valdespino, Solera, 1842, VOS, Gonzalez, Baez, Nectar, and Bodegas, Tradicion, Pedro Jimenez, VOS. Since Sherry is literally a wine category that not a lot of people are familiar with, our read-in on this is going to be a little bit lengthy, but we're going to give you as much information as we can. Because we're geeks. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios why because that's where the good stuff is it sips suds and smokes with your smoking host the good old boys It's sippin' time. Yes, it's sippin' time again. Hello and welcome to this Sips episode where everything in life that is good is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. This is a one-hour show and we are going to attempt to be entertaining for at least 23 minutes. Now you're shooting high. No, dude, this is a Sherry show? I think we can do 30 minutes. Yeah, possibly. We're going to do it. Well, this is Made Man Bob joining me today, our good old gal Denise. Good morning, gentlemen. Made Man Maury. Good morning, Bob. Very excited to be here in España. And good old boy Harmy. Good morning, Denise. Good morning, Harm. <laughs> are you, oh, we're ignoring him? Okay. <laughs> our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee. Uh, today, we're going to be discussing uh, some fantastic wines from Sherry. Very excited about this show. It's it is. It is, yes. This is a area of the wine world that a lot of people really don't know a lot about. So we're going to be discussing today the following. Williams and Humbert Pandofino, Bodegas, Barba, uh, Barbadillo, Manzanilla, Soliar, and Rama, Hidalgo, Agatana, Napoleon, Amontillado, Valdespino, Solera, 1842, VOS, Gonzalez, Baez, Nectar, and Bodegas Tradicion Pedro Jimenez VOS. So we're going to have Harm tell us about our SIPs ratings. Thank you, Bob. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Um, one sip or uno sip? I I don't uno. Yes, uno. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. Two sips. Nice. But what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Three sips. Hmm. Interesting. What was this again? 
Interesting. Four sips. Let's keep this a secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. Five sips. Oh my. Oh my, oh my. I was unaware anything could be this good. That's his sexy voice, in case you were wondering. It's kind of sad. Really? Oh my yeah. goodness! Yeah. Good morning, Bob. Yeah, yeah. see? That yeah. worked. <laughs> All right, so since Sherry is literally a wine category that not a lot of people are familiar with, our read-in on this is going to be a little bit lengthy, but we're going to give you as much information as we can. Because we're geeks. Yeah, absolute geeks. We're, we are all... We've been waiting weeks and weeks and weeks to do this show. So, uh, Sherry is a Spanish fortified wine, which is produced exclusively in the wine growing region of Jerez. The region, which is situated in a triangle of land formed by the towns of Jerez de la Frontera, San Luzar de Baramida, and El Puerto de Santa Maria. It's known as the Sherry Triangle. The region's winemaking is rich with tradition that goes back more than 3,000 years to when the first vines were brought to this region by the Phoenicians in 1100 B.C. That's friggin' old. The early decades... I had a girlfriend named Sherry. I didn't have a name for her triangle, though. You just had to go there. I should have. Oh, Sherry, your love. Hold on, hold on. In the early decades of the 20th century, in an effort to protect the reputation of Sherry, wine producers of Ref uh, pushed for passing of legislation for the creation of the Domina- uh, Denomination de Origen Jerez. DOC. Just say DOC. Yeah. And the Consejo, Regu- the Consejo-, Consejo Regulador. Their regulations dictate that Sherry must be made from one of three types of grapes, Palomino, Pinto, uh, which is a very common one, Pedro Jimenez, and Moscatel. All three are white grape varieties. The harvesting of grapes varies based on the variety of the grapes. The Palomino are cut and transported to the presses as quickly as possible, whereas the Pedro Jimenez and the Muscat grapes are spread out under the hot sun on mats made of dry grass or esparto. The objective is to allow the grape to dry and effectively turn into a raisin, with the grapes being covered at night so as not to absorb moisture in the early morning. The grapes are then destemmed and crushed before being sent to the extraction system. The extracted juice is classified by the different amounts of pressure used to extract it. The regulations state that only those must obtained from a maximum yield of 70 liters for each 100 kilos of grapes may be used to produce sherry wine. Toward the end of December, the new wines are ready for the first classification. The tasters will sample each batch of the new wine classify it into two groups. Those wines with a particular paleness and finesse generally from must, from must obtained without applying any pressure or very, very light pressure will later be aged as finos and manzanillas. And their tanks are marked with a single vertical slash known as a pala. Those batches which present signs of greater structure or gordura are earmarked for the very start of the production of Oroso Sherry and their tanks are marked with a corresponding circle symbol. So let's have Maury tell us a little bit more. Thank you, Bob. At this point, the wine is fortified by the addition of wine, alcohol, to slightly raise its final alcoholic content. Originally created to stabilize the wines, which were to be consumed in distant markets, today it is done for different winemaking reasons. Those wines classified as apt for aging, as finos and manzanillas, are fortified until they reach a total alcohol content of 15% alcohol by volume. 
Those wines classified to undergo aging as Olorosos are fortified in such a way as to reach an alcohol content of at least 17%. By bringing the alcoholic strength of the wine up to 15% by volume, they provide an environment that allows for the formation of the floor, a layer of natural local yeast that forms on the surface of the wine that feeds on the oxygen in the barrel and thus protects the wine from oxidation and facilitates its biological aging. With an alcoholic strength of over 17% by volume, biological activity ceases and even the floor is unable to survive under such conditions. Without the floor, there is no protection from contact with oxygen, allowing the wine to begin to undergo a slow oxidation or oxidative aging. Denise? So, Generoso wines are defined by the regulations as dry wines produced from the total fermentation of must, usually produced from Palomino grapes. The decision of the Bodeguero to fortify the alcoholic strength of base wine to either 15 or 17% volume determines the type of aging which the wine will later undergo, thus determining the type of wine they will produce. Manzanillo, Fino, Amontillado, thank you, Oloroso, and Palo Cortado. Generoso liqueur wines are defined in the regulations as wines obtained from the traditional practice of cab- I'm not sure how to pronounce this word. Cabaseo. Okay. Cabaseo or blending of Generoso wines with naturally sweet wines or in certain cases with concentrated must. These are wines with different degrees of sweetness. According to the type of Generoso wines used as a base and the final levels of sweetness of the blend, the... They, they, They create pale cream, medium, and cream sherry. Naturally sweet sherry wines are those obtained from must produced from overripe or sunned grapes, generally of the Pedro Jimenez and Muscatel varieties. This must, rich in sugars, is only partially fermented with the aim of conserving most of its original sweetness. Wine alcohol is added once fermentation is underway and the wines are aged in direct contact with the oxygen in the surrounding atmosphere, leading to the leading to them acquire a deep mahogany color and distinctive thickness. All right. Well, well thanks, Denise. Why don't you tell us about the first wine that we've got? I was, there's very dense, as is the, the wine. Ah. That's a lot of stuff here. Yeah, mm. that's a lot yeah. of information I'm trying to follow. Again, that. our reading is usually short, but again, this is, this a, is a category so many here. people don't know about. Yeah, yeah. So no, we're getting good geeky. To know. So the first one is Williamson Humbert Pondofino. It's... Coming in at 15% ABV, it's 100% Palomino grapes aged in oak casks for five years in the traditional Solera method. Founded in 1877 by Sir Alexander Williams and Arthur Humbert, Bodega Williams and Humbert has been considered to be one of the world's most prestigious wine producers in the world. Located in the heart of Jerez de la Frontera, Bodega Williams and Humbert has more than 1,200 acres of vineyards and the largest wine cellar in Europe and are the producers of the Dry Sack brand, created in 1906, a staple sherry among many restaurants around the world. Yeah, Dry Sack is good, but yeah. I love their fit. For me, their Oloroso is what put them over the top, but we're not doing Oloroso today. Go ahead. Yeah, I can see why they would say that it's a staple sherry among restaurants around the world. I think it's really approachable mm-hmm. um, for a lot of people. You know, we'll 
discover that as we get into this lineup. But for the first one, I think it's a uh, beautiful Fe- color. Finos are not the approachable ones. Finos are the geeky one. Their, their, their dry sack line is the one that's approachable. But uh, this color. This is pleasant. It's a little yeasty on the nose. A um, little yeasty, Very bready. yeasty on the nose. Um, and on the palate, I get the yeast and the almonds. I mean, on the nose, I actually got, you know, like almond paste for me. Um, not quite marzipan. Yeah, but if marzipan didn't have as much sugar, this would be. Yes, yeah. yes. Not as sweet, but but it was very pleasant. Dry version of marzipan. Mm-hmm, with a little light citrus. So that made the finish really nice for me. Bob's just enjoying his wine over there yeah so like well this is a unique spirit um i think a fino sherry is an acquired taste i don't think that a lot of people are it's not naturally born naturally born in america to enjoy fino um it's very dry it's a little bit austere uh it's an interesting uh digestive and and can be used nicely for that purpose um this one's got a, a nice yellow color to it it's definitely got for me a lot of yeast on the nose up front and uh i agree with you about the almond just minus the minus the sweetness um so it's it's an interesting wine i think it's it's fun to compare and contrast to the other types of sherry um interesting spirit we, we, we'll, we'll be back we'll back Hey, and we're back, and this is our big sherry show. Uh, we are still discussing the Williams and Humbert Pandolfino sherry. So, what do you think, Arm? Um, I really enjoy this sherry. Uh, yeah, I do like Fino sherries. This is—I'll have to say. That, let me qualify this. It's not my favorite Fino sherry, but as an introductory Fino sherry for people, then this is great. What, what Denise said about the yeasty nose is perfect. Uh, I'm getting a little more hints of apple as it warms up. Apple blossom, citrus, and almonds, as she was saying, like like marzipan without as much sugar, and uh, the the it's a full bodied but delicate palate, a uh, long nutty taste. But and what I'm really enjoying this with, I have a piece of manchego here, a thinly sliced piece of manchego, a couple of marcona almonds, and this is the perfect accompaniment. Mm. Bob, what do you think? I think it's a it's a it's a really well done wine. It's it's very representative of its category. Um, as it warms up, it definitely the nose is open up significantly, um, and of course it it's a fino. You're going to get that yeastiness because it's it's aged in a cask with you know that layer of floor. So you're high acidity and dryness is it really also yeah. We can't we can't talk about we can't stress enough how dry this is. Yeah. Well, and that and that's exactly what it is. It's a fino. It's supposed to be that way. Um, I you know as it warmed up the tartnesses came out and I I've, I've got down here Granny Smith apples yeah so I'm getting the apples and I'm getting the tart um, I definitely get the yeastiness on it it's a very delicate wine as Finos are apt to be um, it's got some really nice character to it yeah an excellent introductory wine excellent introductory wine so we're going to be rating the Williams and Humbert uh, Pando Fino two sips. Well, isn't that nice? So let's move on to our next wine. And we're going to have Maury tell us about that one. Thank you, Bob. The next wine is the Bodegas Barbadillo Manzanilla Solear and Rama. It is a 15% ABV. Bodegas Barbadillo was founded by Benigno Barbadillo Hortelguela. Benigno Matoya. In 1821, and is the largest producer of Manzanilla in the Jerez region. 
the bodega. I love how you guys are are, are lisping your Z's. <laughs> Both you and Bob. I know, but this is Marca. That's Jerez. I mean, Jerez. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Justin. Isla. Islay. Yeah. Islay. Yeah. Um, Islay, you slay. Uh, this bodega is still a family business and is run by the seventh generation of the family. The wine is between six and seven years old from a Solera of 10 Criaderas. So, I don't know what a Criaderas is. Me either. I, I think it's layers. It's the Weber's. Ten the levels. levels on, yeah. on the Solera? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought they were only using like five layers on a Solera. These are 10. You can do well, as many as you want. All right. They're using 10. This one has a pale yellow to goldish color. The nose is definitely reminiscent of the Fino, but a little bit different. A little less yeasty. It's got some other notes in there. I'm getting more apples. You yeah, more apples? definitely a hint of apple that I really didn't appreciate so much on the first one. I got apple and maple. Mm-hmm. Like maple syrup. Yeah. On the palate, again, nice acidity. Definitely a dry wine. Got layers of interesting complexity. Very well made. And then just sort of drifts off quietly into a, a short to medium finish. I agree with you. I was expecting a little bit more from this Manzanilla, too. I, I tend to like Manzanilla and Finos, but these are just more introductory level ones. Uh, the yeast is there, but I, I really enjoyed the nose on this one more than the uh, Fino. Yeah, the nose was, I was surprised. Because I, I, I generally don't like Manzanilla as much as Fino, but this one was gorgeous. Yeast and apples, black tea, anise, and you said maple, Denise. Yeah. I didn't get that until you said it because yeah. to me it was like, like a hint of honey. No, but maybe it's more maple. I no, maple. it's definitely maple. Yeah, it's maple. Wow, nose, maple nose. Yeah, and uh, so apples, maple, black tea, anise. Uh, the anise came out after it warmed up a little bit, uh, and there's a hint of saline on the palate, which I really enjoy. So I was very happy with this, but uh, it's not 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 really the style I like. Mm. What do you think, Denise? Did I, re- I reapproach? It's good. No, I, I think it's great. I, I love the nose. Um, I I really, I was so excited and so intrigued by the nose, and I, I just couldn't wait to try it. And I found it to be really clean and crisp and pleasant, but I really expected a little more body. And it was really light, light and really yes, fast very light on the on palate. The and it makes you go back and want to nose it again and try it again. Um, but you know, still. Well, there there are some fancier manzanillas out there. This one is. I mean, this is introductory, and I, and I, I think they do a good job still. Yeah. 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 No. No, it's really pleasant. Really nice. No, I get. I as soon as you said maple, it was exactly what I was thinking. It's just. And this is also making a nice accompaniment yeah. to the cheese. And the maple was just. It's all in the tip of the nose. It's mm-hmm. right up front. It's not deep down back it's got a lovely palette to it i definitely get that saline hint um i definitely get a little bit just a slight bit of licorice it also getting the apples like a tart granny smith apple in the nose Hmm. yeah extremely well made you know a a very good classic example uh you know of, of a manzanillo um you know, delicious wine. Uh, like you said, uh, a little more, I think, on the in- introductory side of a Manzanilla, but absolutely nothing wrong with that. Uh, mm-hmm. Most people have to, you know, they have to start with something, and this is definitely one, if you see it, grab it off the shelf. Yeah, this you're not going to spend an arm and a leg on yeah, it. Yeah, and it'll give you a great education, and you'll now you'll know what a Manzanilla should taste like. 
Um, so, you know, extremely well done. So we're going to be giving the Bodegas Babadillo, Manzanillo, Solear, and Rama uh, two sips. Well, isn't that nice? So let's move on to our next sherry, and we're going to have Harm tell us about that one. Okay, our third sherry of the day is the Hidalgo La Gitana, Napoleon Amontillado. Uh, the Hidalgo, Bodega Hidalgo is a 225-year-old uh, producer. They've been around since 1792, started by Jose Pantaleon Hidalgo, still family-owned, uh, uh, so operated by the sixth generation of the family, and they produce wines from their organically farmed vineyards. Uh, Hidalgo, uh, I'm familiar with the brand because I carry all of their sherries at the store because I was introduced to them about uh, two years ago. And because they've, they're now based, their U.S. operations are based in Miami. And I was so surprised to find such great sherries at this, these prices. These are lower priced compared to some of the uh, better known brands, but they're getting amazing reviews in the high 90s from all the major producers. And uh, they're doing a wonderful job. So this Amontillado, the Napoleon Amontillado, is on the riper side. For the for, We're still on the dry, Sherry, but on the riper side now. It's a dark amber color. And now we're, we're going away from some of those, um, those higher acidity notes to more like nuttiness. Nuts and caramel. I get cedar. And there's like an umami dried mushroom thing going on. And uh, the palate is still dry, but more, there's like a caramel note to it now. Mm. Silky, silky on the palate. Um, beautiful mouthfeel. Like it's, it's just really not super sweet caramel, but just like a, a, a delicate caramel and like a pecan nuttiness to it. And the finish is medium to long. I really like this. But uh, it's... It's it's not it's a, not a popular style. Amontillado's it's not sweet enough for people who like sweet sherry, and it's too sweet for people who like dry sherry. So it's right in the middle. So it's a geek's sherry. But uh, if you ever know, if you ever read any Edgar Allan Poe, his famous cask of Amontillado, this is where you should go. Bob, he wrote that right after his famous just scored some more heroin. Yep. Okay. Um, this is a lovely Amontillado. I. I like sherries from one end to the other. I, I don't really discriminate. I don't. I, I lean more towards the sweeter ones, but I really do love the drier ones. And he's Harm's right. This is the one that is sort of stuck in the middle. And you know, people do tend to sort of overlook it. That being said, I wish more people would drink it because these empty casts make some fantastic scotch. Um, <laughs> yes, they do. Really, really great scotch. Um, on the nose. Oh yeah, it's just it's as it's as close to sweet as you can get without getting sweet, if that makes any sense. The, there's, you know, I mean, there's, it seems like there's very little residual sugar yeah, here. It's, that, it's that not that a sweet wine. The caramelization mm -hmm. is there, but it's not sweet caramelization. So you you get on the nose, you get a caramel note, you get vanilla, you get the the cedar notes, and it's just it's like. I don't. I don't get vanilla as much as maple on this one too. The easiest way to describe it is it's like smelling a forest floor. It's it's earthy. It's mushroomy. It's umami. It's it's just that rich, dense forest floor vegetation on the nose, and on the palate. Hold on. Mm. Again, a more of a medium dry. Not you know not 
bone dry as we got on the others and certainly not sweet, but a, 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 an unsweet sort of slightly burnt caramel note. Um, I get a little bit of the almond on it and a little bit of walnut. Not as nutty as the first two, but it's no, there. No, but it's there. It's absolutely there. And again, it's that earthiness. It's that forest floor. It's it's like you know, it's like drinking the earth for me. Um, you know, well done. I mean, love a lovely sherry. What do you think, Denise? I I actually should change my score to a higher score now that it's sat in the glass. Exactly. I really enjoyed yeah. it and appreciate it. Um, the nose for me, I, I just. In the beginning, I was like, wow. You know when you go to those outdoor fairs and you get those um, toffee-covered nuts in a cone, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. the guy is heating them up. and Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what I got. Like, toffee-covered pecans or almonds on the nose. I mean, It's more pecans. I just thought that it was wonderful. And on the palate, though, is where I got that earthiness, the mushrooms, yeah, you know, like you said, umami or like Worcestershire. Like an old like, what mush- is all of this? I like mean, it became you, so complex. Yeah, the flavor profile it just, it is fantastic, and it r- opens so up many and different rotates. things. Yeah, definitely not a one note for me. I like that it had a more medium finish, um, and I think that uh, it has evolved so much that I need to change my score to a higher score because I actually really like this. Not yeah. too sweet, beautifully sweet on the nose, and then mm. a nice surprise but dry. not too sweet yeah. dry. on the palate. Most, most people are going to so find great. this to be fairly dry. It's, on the palate, it's dry, but it's yeah. su- it schools yeah. you and think it's sweeter because yeah. of the nose. Yeah. And I was just thinking about food pairings, and I think uh, fish, yeah, what would you smoked pair? fish. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is where to go. I would have not Because like the first two nuts fish. and cheeses, this one. Oh, this with a nice piece of salmon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Smoked fish. Yeah. Sounds good. Or grilled octopus or something. Oh, I agree okay. with uh, Harmeet's description of the nose the best. I mean, I really thought that you hit it spot on, Harm. Uh, the nose is so interesting. And, and Denise, you're, you're uh, synthesizing into the cone of nuts. I think that really does apply nicely to the nose. Um, but less the, sugar than at the fair. At the fair, yeah, I've got yeah. those too yeah. much sugar. There's yeah. less sugar. But you That's smell good. It's, the ro- it's the roasted it nuts. It smells yeah. good. Roasted, roasted nuts. And then they're too sweet when you eat them. The coffee and the caramel you know. and all that. That's going to be our new pet name for Maury, the cone of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the cone of nuts? Always running late. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, very well done. Very well done. <laughs> yep. Yeah, this one as it warms up, it opens it up. Better this better. one is definitely this one is definitely really made of vast Major turn. day. How's yeah. it? Yeah. Again, it's like he said, it's it's the middle category. It mm-hmm. misses the bottom people and it misses the other end of the people, but it, it's 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 so well done. So well, we're going to be giving the Hidalgo at Gatana Napoleon Amontillado four sips. Yay. That's classified. Ooh, a little bump there. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted a bump, so yeah, we we're going to give a bump. So um, we're going to have Maury tell us about our next wine. Thank you. Uh, the next wine is the Valdespino Solera 1842 VOS, produced by Bodegas Valdespino one of the oldest bodegas in the Sherry region dating back to the year 1430. Solera 1842 is an Oloroso Dolce from a Solera started in 1842. It is a blend of dry Oloroso with very old Pedro Jimenez. It's Dolce. Dolce is Italian. It's Mm -hmm. Dolce. 
Spanish. Like dulce de leche. Get your get your uh, Latinates correct. Hmm? Well, excuse the <laughs> hell out of me. <laughs> uh, so, as I said, it's uh, you better blended, hope you never need surgery, boy. <laughs> right. Blend of dry Oloroso with very old Pedro Jimenez. As a VOS wine, it is over 20 years old and spends nearly half of its life as a blend rather than being blended just before bottling, as is more typical. This one has a really interesting color that's hard to describe. Uh, I would call this a... Just want to call it brown. Yeah. Brown. brown. Yeah. yeah. Looks brown. like Coca-Cola. If it's brown, yeah. drink it down. Yeah. It looks a lot like Coca-Cola. It's definitely not black and tarry like some of the others, but it is uh, really not any shade of copper or bronze that I know. Uh, on the nose. Wow. The nose is so complex and has continued to change. I've got notes of dried fruits, figs, and dates, and raisins. There's burnt sugar. There's vanilla. There's toffee. There's oak. There's cocoa. There is cinnamon, just a hint of it. I didn't get any cinnamon till it opened up after it was yeah, yep, for a but while. It's taken I couldn't time. find it earlier, it's but taken it's time. there now. I mean, the nose just really is something, and I, I, this is really more Bob than me of just nosing something all day, but this is an all-day noser. Uh, it just really has so much going on. Uh, and just so pleasant. On the palate, it's got beautiful viscosity. Again, you get raisins, sweet raisins, dates, walnuts, bittersweet chocolate, hint of coffee and burnt toffee. It's again, it's like Christmas in a in a glass. It's just got a lot going on. Is it true that we have to bring our own water? We got a little rule back home. If it's brown, drink it down. <laughs> this is clearly much sweeter than what we've had so far today. But not cloying, not overly sweet, um, balanced. It's got some balance uh, with the tannin and a little bit of acidity. It's got a beautiful finish that I would say is medium to long. You get hints of dark chocolate and even some roasted coffee beans on the finish. Uh, really a, a spectacular wine uh, from a, a wonderful house that's been producing for a really long time. I mean, this Solera goes back, you know, almost 200 years. So what Amazing. really distinguishes these, these type of wines as dessert wines from like other dessert wines is the high acidity, which makes them more approachable. You can keep coming back to these. So that's what I really appreciate here. Even though they are sweet and being a diabetic, this table might just kill me today if I keep drinking without spitting. If we're lucky. If, yes. Um, it's that high acidity. None of us will go to jail it over it fresh. He drank it. I drank it right in front of you. Uh, it's for, Denise, what did you agree with what he said? I know he's your husband, but you know. Yeah, I agreed, actually. You have to um, read. No, I was going to no, say, that's no. a first. Denise, yeah. Denise blink, <laughs> blink first. if you're under dis duress. Yeah. <laughs> There's just like. <laughs> Why is Maury blinking? <laughs> I'm under duress. <laughs> Kicking me under the table. Yeah, no. I don't, no, I, I really, I agreed with the, the description from all of you. Um, when I first tried it, um, I thought, wow, is that a chocolate covered espresso bean and uh nice you description know, i thought yeah actually i think it might be so i i'm coffee lover and a chocolate lover so i i'm really uh loving and and digging the notes on this both um on there the nose and the palate with dessert but this I is would. dessert by itself yeah correct yeah so oh. yeah it's just it's lovely you could probably pair it, pair it with a more savory dessert Oh, definitely. Not so sweet. You don't want to go, go sweet. super sweet dessert with this. No. You're not going to do your quattro leche with this. For <laughs> sure. Unless you want to die of diabetes. Quattro leche. <laughs> oh, I'm Become saying. diabetic and die from those complications on the same meal. Yeah. 
But yeah, no, it has to be more savory. Absolutely. Cheese plates. Cheese plates, yeah. little truffles. So not a traditional Oloroso. I was I was uh, no. hoping that today we'd have a more traditional Oloroso. I was hoping for one too, but this is different. But this is really nice. And I think the blend of um, the PX along with the Oloroso really, um, really brings something to the table. The as a, as a the VOS, it's, it's one of the older sherries that we'll get. Well, we'll be back. Hey, and we're back, and we are still talking about uh, some of our fabulous sherries. We are uh, still discussing the Valdespino Solera 1842 VOS. So I was, I was saying it's it's a 20-year-old. That's the minimum age in this Solera. Oh, yeah, minimum. So VOS means at least 20 years. Solera means you're going to get much older ones. I mean, there may be some 50-year-old sherry, drops of it in there, you know, molecules of older stuff, who knows. But... Uh, that's the minimum. Hmm. So the oldest, I think, designation is VORS, which is 30 years and over. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. But we're today we're just doing VOS. We're stopping there. Well, I mean, so, theoretically, there's molecules in there going back to 1842, which is, you, you know, when you're drinking that, you always have to well, sort well, of- Well, you can only reuse the barrel so many times. You have to sort actually, of- they, they fall apart. You know, think back, you know, what was happening then. It's always an interesting exercise and, in, you know, sort of drinking history. But Yes, it is drinking history, and it's gorgeous. And oh, incidentally, yeah. I did want to mention that this is the highest ABV of any of the sherries today. This one comes in at 21%, which, again— I knew I liked it. Doesn't, doesn't hit uh, like it's hot. It doesn't come across as hot no. or hit as high ABV. If anything, I would say uh, it's extremely balanced, and you really would have no idea that this would be the highest— no, it's absolutely lovely. It's just, again, like you guys said, it's, uh, oh, what a nose. It's just dates and figs and raisins and burnt sugar and toffee and, oh, this is one of those, just smell it for hours, sitting by a fireplace with a good book and just every once in a while pick this glass up and just stick your nose in and just inhale deeply. That's... Uh, you know, that's that's a fantastic, fantastic one. As wine. much as you like this, I'm telling you, it's 20 years old. I'm just looking this up right now. You know what else is uh, 20 years old? Aqua Barbie Girl. So I feel old now because I feel like that <laughs> Remember Barbie Girl from Aqua? Sorry. The Verve Bittersweet Symphony? No? No. Come on. How old are you no. guys? I had a life and oh. I listened to actual music. You remember so. Hanson? Mbop? No. That's 20 years old. <laughs> no. Sorry. No. Well, well thank you for that yeah. useless bit of trivia. Remember Led Zeppelin? Yeah, it's yeah. 50 years old. Yeah, see, you guys are living in the and past. It's, and it still sells, you know, 20 million copies a year. So, okay, never mind. Um, yeah, this is just, this is everything that really you want in a sherry. It's, it's again, it's a... It's an Oloroso Dulce, so it's, it's, it's a little different than, you know, than a regular Oloroso, but it's... Yeah, I, the Olorosas I've had have never been this sweet. Yeah, I've never... This is a blend. I, this is my first time having one. I mean, I've had plenty of Olorosas, but I've never had this one. And it's... I, I think I found a new one for me, because uh, it's just... Yeah, fantastic. for me, this is the middle of the road sweet spot. It's not too sweet, not mm. too dry. It's just right. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm this is one you can sit there and you can drink for quite a while. It doesn't. It doesn't. The sweetness doesn't build up on you and make you know Harm's eyes roll back in his head and you know fall well, again. Mouth. It's the acidity mm-hmm. it fools you into thinking you're not getting that much sugar, but you're getting that much sugar. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that that finish is. Just, I'm a, I'm afraid to chuck my blood sugar. Now. It's Your like alarm's going off. It's just chocolate covered espresso beans. Danger. That's, Danger. that's what it is. It's just fantastic. It's more than that, dude. It's figs and raisins, and to me, that fig t- taste is great, but. We've got another one coming up yeah. that you're going to talk about, Bob. Well, we're going to give the Vadospino Solera 1842 VOS a well-deserved oh, five sips. Yeah. Yeah. So we're moving yeah. on to yeah. our next to last one, which is from Gonzalez Baez. Penultimate. The penultimate, like the penultimate supper, yeah. The <laughs> Gonzalez Baez Nectar, Pedro Jimenez. This is 15% ABV. The Bodega was originally founded by Manuel Maria Gonzalez in 1835. In 1849, he created his own brand, Tio Pepe, the first registered trademark in Spain, named in honor of his uncle, Jose Angel y Vargas, who strongly supported him and taught him everything about growing grapes and making wine. In 1855, Gonzalez partnered with his British trade representative, Robert Blake Bias. Today, they own 650 hectares worth of vineyards. This wine is made from 100% Pedro Jimenez grapes, sun-dried in the traditional Solero process for up to two weeks, with the grapes losing up to about 40% of their volume, aged eight years in American oak following the traditional Solero system. Also, you should note that uh, these guys have a long history with some other people we like. Oh, yeah. Well, they a lot of their casks, I think most of their casks, all end up going to Richard Patterson for them to make some of their wonderful Dalmore in. Um, so, the cigar blend, the, the Killing Alexander, yeah. there's yeah. some 25-year-old and 50-year-old scotches out there made with these yeah. cognac. I think it's a, these was it a 200-year partnership they've had with Very long house. partnership. It's so. fun to taste these side-by-side with the scotches. Um, yeah, where's the scotch, Bob? Come on, man. Where's my Where's my Dalmore 25-year-old? But right. Dalmore exclusively uses cast by Gonzalez Bias. Yeah. And again, that's a very, very uh, important partnership that they have. Yeah. And, 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 it, and it shows. And it shows, especially on the higher end, Dalmore. I mean, you. I mean, you can really, really taste it. And interestingly, unlike other uh, scotches that will use just a single type of sherry, say uh, Oloroso, standard Oloroso, these guys are actually using many different types of sherries, including the Amontillados, the Olorosos, the PX casks, and blending them to create uh, some of the various expressions. I'm of, seeing uh, some Dalmore. more finos up there. There's a. Uh there's a uh, Talisker does a Manzanilla cask um, for their distiller edition. Uh, Lafroig still does, or Lagavulle still does um, Oloroso, but uh, Kilhoman just came out with a Fino cask finish. Yeah. But occasionally they're, they're, they're doing that. They're picking something special for a one-off. But uh, as a matter of routine, the Dalmore's using all yeah. of them in yeah. various uh, That's awesome. formulations. Well, this uh, expression that we have from them, the uh, Nectar Pedro Jimenez, on the nose, hold on. Well, the color first is black like my heart. Oh, your heart ain't even close to that black. You don't have a bar card like me. Black like your soul? I've sold my soul for law school money. Oh. On the nose, it's just the richest, most concentrated dried fruits, raisins, and figs. And like opening a jar of fresh fruit preserves that your grandmother made. Um, on the By palate. definition, fruit preserves are not fresh. And I'm just messing with you now, man. 
But I this mean, is the best nose of the evening. And I'm ignoring you. This uh, is the best nose of the evening. This yeah. is it. This is the one. Yeah, it's just it's just mind-blowingly good. Stunning. And it just, when you swirl it around the glass and let it go back down, it takes about a five count for those legs to make it back down. Um, it's on the palate. It's, it's not as sweet as I had anticipated. It's still sweet, obviously. It's a PX. But not nearly as it's not cloyingly sweet, not not you know scrape your tongue sweet, but it's just dark, 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 dark caramel, raisins, figs. Hold on, the figs stand out more to me than any other fruit. Absolutely, it is just. I mean, um, it's like Morian didn't like treat it to some manchego and figs for the wine show, but this is this, this is, is a, like yeah. a fig Newton in a glass, and it has so the most amazing mouthfeel. When you drink it, Better it's like it's like drinking heavy, heavy cream. It just it just rolls over your tongue and your mouth, and just like like a coat of paint just running down your mouth. It's just I try not to drink paint, but I imagine it is it so like. <laughs> mouth coating, and the and the feel of it is so fantastic. Uh, I cannot say enough good things about this wine. What what do you think, Denise? I think it's fantastic. So obviously, you all of you have described it to a T. Um, and now that we talk about the cheese, her meat, I'm so sorry that I didn't open a jar of the fig spread. You know that fig spread that you always put on a cheese platter mm. that you can't get enough of with your cheese? I get this That's one. That's what I get on the palate with yeah, this. I get, it's I, just I get the one with the, che- the so fig amazing. spread with the, or- the bitter orange in it, too. Hmm. But there's no orange here. This is right. just the pure fig spread. No, yeah. The orange but is not here. You know that fig spread? that. Add something to make it sweet. On it's toast, just fantastic. On toast points with a little bit of uh, cognac-glazed pate and a little bit of fig spread. A lot of fig best. spread. Well, I Wasn't he the guy that says point. he doesn't eat cheese when mm-hmm. he's tasting wine? No, I don't. No, no, no. When he's no, drinking just wine. No, when I, no, when no, I'm just no. drinking and having fun, that's different. When I'm actually making, tasting my notes, taking my notes, I won't do a cheese. Yeah. He has but fun. I'm doing I'm doing Manchego now because we already took our notes. The notes are done. He has so fun. now he gets to eat the cheese. Now I have to eat the cheese. <laughs> well, what do you think, Maury? Uh, you know, I thought uh, what's been said is spot on. I thought when it was first opened, it was a little cool coming out of the cellar, and um, it needed some air and it needed to warm up. So initially, I just was a little bit off put by just overwhelming prunes on the nose. I got just prunes. That was, on the that was too cold then. It, it was, was too, too cold. cold. But now that it's warmed up, now that it's aerated a little bit, uh, I agree with everything that's been said. It's just got layers upon layers on the nose and on the palate. It's got this unbelievable viscosity. I agree with Bob. The, the sweetness has, has mellowed a little bit. It's a little less cloying than it was when it initially came out of the bottle and in fact it's it's delightful you could definitely uh if you if you find a bottle of this on the shelf at your local grab it absolutely it's it's not too expensive this is not this is not a super expensive it is it is life-altering you have these at the store yeah just uh not the nectar but i do have other Gonzales by us but i will have to get bring this nectar in um so what what you guys didn't mention which i i really got the end here it's like there's a floral note as well there's flowers. It's figs and flowers and raisins. And I want to find some citrus in there, but there's no citrus. This is all black. This is all dark. Yeah. And uh, just caramel. I want, and there's a nuttiness. There's some oak here, but you have to reach for those. Just let that stuff melt. Just put it in your mouth and let it melt. Let it just go all yeah. over your Just palate. run down let your let palate, run down your throat. Just, oh my gosh. Mm. It's just, it's wow. fantastic. So, 
We're going to be rating the Gonzalez Baez. 12 sips. Nectar Pedro Jimenez. I'd give it 12 oh if I could. Yeah. Unfortunately, the sound effects don't go to 12. Yeah. This is this yeah. is one of the best sherries I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, this is absolutely And it's, it's nowhere near the most expensive sherry you're going to find. No. It's just a great value. Wow. All right. So we're going to have harm do our last one. Thank you, Bob. All right. So this is hard to compare to the other one. This is also a VOS. This is the Bodegas Tradicion Pedro Jimenez, uh, established in 1998. It's... Uh, but the family of its owner, Joaquin Rivero, has connections to the legendary brand uh, CZ, Cabeza de Aranda y Zarco, the oldest brand of the DO. So he's got uh, family connections to them, but this is a newer, newer brand. Uh, they acquired their stocks from some of the oldest and most historic Soleros of Jerez. So again, they're not, not all the old wines there are made by them. They did buy some, and so they're blending back. And so we have, uh, so we were talking about a VOS sherry. So they make um, the 20 year old, but we really were hoping to get the VORS, but apparently we got shipped the wrong one. So we're not going to hold that against them. The VORS is their Venom Optimum Rare Signatum, or very old rare sherry. That's 30 years old. This is 20. So we have another 20 following that, the uh, Gonzalez Payas. This is black like uh, Bob's soul before he sold to the devil. It I is can't remember just, that far You cannot back. see through this. This is oh, well, just yeah. even holding up white the light. doesn't penetrate. <laughs> yeah. This is oh, perfectly opaque. Just now, swirl like it in your glass. Oil. Swirl it in your glass and then look at the glass. The yeah, glass the, is dark. The glass is turning <laughs> mm -hmm. brown. And it's not brown just because they give me dirty glasses here because I'm the brown guy. It, this, this, I, I went ahead and cleaned my own glass because I have to do that here. Um, clean my glass now. <laughs> yes, clean your glass. Too. Yeah. But uh, the nose, this is different. Not as uh, heavy as some other Pedro Jimenez I've had. This goes more like brown bread. Brown bread and uh, butter and dates. Very light on the fig. More dates. And it, there's some nuttiness coming out, but I'm not quite sure what it is. And on the palate, mm, it's unctuous. This is mouth coating, even heavier than the nectar. For sure. Super heavy. It pour, When we poured it in the glasses, it was like 30-year-old balsamic going into the glasses. Yeah, it's yeah. like syrup. It comes out in, it comes out in like chunks. <laughs> it's it's, it's so 10W30 Pedro Jimenez. Yeah. Used, <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it definitely pours like used motor oil. Yeah. So, uh, I get on the palate. There's some walnut and almonds. Uh, more walnut. Almonds come out later. The figs are now coming out, which I did not get on the nose. The figs are out, and it's like Turkish coffee. I love Turkish coffee. Uh, this is yeah. This is there. It's Turkish coffee in there. There's some spice. It's not quite cardamom, but it's there. And the finish goes on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And I can keep saying that and because it's still going on. I just I took the sip a, a minute ago. And I'm still tasting it. It's still there. The acidity is there. It coats your palate and doesn't let go. It doesn't let So you can still come back to it. Not quite as nice as the nose on that Gonzalez Bias, which is the best sherry I've smelled in forever. But it's almost as good. Yeah. Denise, what do you think about this one? I'm still thinking about this one, Hermate. Um, there's a lot to think about because there's a lot going on in this glass. It's complex. It's very complex. 
um, you know, when you have a really great aged balsamic vinegar, it is smooth and silky and even sweet when they age it and, and, and right. And it's reduced and they don't add any sugar to it. That's what this reminds me of. And then I get this. Except this has like uh, 300 grams per liter. On sugar. the finish, <laughs> I get this toastiness. And I'm not really sure where that's coming from that's or right. even that's, how to that's where that describe bread it. Comes from the nose. But it's like a toastiness. And then I'm like, well, maybe that's coffee grounds. But I don't know what it is, but it's fantastic. And I'm just enjoying it it's and like loving it. It's like a piece it. of toast with marmalade at the yes. end. Yes. Fig mar- uh, fi- yeah, fig preserves you were talking fig about earlier. Fig preserves yeah. on toast at the yeah. very end. Yeah, with that toast. That's this what would it go is. well with the with the cheese board without the figs. This would take the place of that fig spread. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah bring it would me, be bring too me, much so, fig. Bring me a cheese, pour, a cheese board, a little bit of pate. Uh, Some toast points because you need points, the toastiness. <laughs> I'm ready. Just Bob, look at the legs on it. I mean, going down the side, it looks like the side it's of- It's a radio show, Bob. They can't see the legs. It looks like the side <laughs> of a bottle of Maker's Mark. I mean, they're just literally like <laughs> With the creeping glass. down the side of the glass. Yeah. It's fantastic. There's nothing else more to say. Five sips. I mean, it it was oh my goodness. fantastic. Yeah. Bodegas Tradicion, yeah. Pedro Jimenez, VOS, five sips. So thank you very much to the Wines of Ref uh, for sending us these because- it was a great day. Really great day. I, I don't want people to get the wrong impression. Just that we gave lower scores to the drier ones. It's like it's it's just that they, you know. I'm not I'm not a sweet hound. So what do you think? I think it was a good day. I think I think good it, day in the yeah. basement. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all the time we have today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You're listening to us online. Do yourself a favor and tap the follow or subscribe button. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, or Google to play podcasts, Sip, Suds, and Smokes. We love your feedback. You can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. And our daily tasting notes fly out on Twitter every day at Sip, Suds, and Smoke. And our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. You can also check us out on Instagram at Sip, Suds, and Smokes or at Made Man Bob. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. It's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. I want to thank our co-hosts for joining us today. Thank you, Denise. Thank you for this wonderful experience today. Yeah, it didn't suck, did it? No, it didn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Maury. Thank you, Bob. Another great day in the basement. Oh, yeah, this is this is a great. This is this is definitely a good day in the basement. And thank you, Arm. I'm going to write down my emergency contact information if I don't recover from the sherry. Wow. We're not calling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Write it down all you want. Tattoo oh, it on your way, forehead. When Bob says write it, send us your emails, dude, I've got so, I've, people have been sending me questions. We need to do a show about questions. Oh, you need to do a little Q&A? Yeah, I've yeah. seen some of them. Harmeet, why are you such a... Never mind. Yeah. You're <laughs> <laughs> not answering those questions. Yeah. Those are oh. rhetorical. <laughs> oh. Those are rhetorical. Why is it that Justin can't do a good accent, man? <laughs> well, for Sip, Sudden Smokes, this is Made Man Bob. Thanks for joining us. Remember, life is too short to drink bad wine. This has been a one-tan hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.